Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Ari Mac. Today, we're going to be speaking about a lot of stuff, such as Ukraine, what's going on in Ukraine, and also we're going to be speaking about Donald Trump at CPAC, what um, greatest stuff is going on in at CPAC right now as we speak, and also we're going to be speaking about um, the one and only Mike Lindell. What's going on with him at the Canadian border? We're going to be speaking about that coming up. Also, we have some news about Kyle Rittenhouse. We're going to be speaking about him. And also, we have our emails. Um, daily emails from different places. Um, and we will have a lot of stuff coming up. We'd like to thank um, our sponsor, um, Michael Dell, My Pillow. Right now, as we speak, it's you can get 60% off if you go to mypillow.com and use promo code um, BEST66, 66% off um, if you go to mypillow.com and or call 800 800-544-8939, 800-544-8939. And you can um, use that promo code. We are fans of Mike Lindell. Very good friends of him. And that's the best. Um, he's a great support of, supporter of, of um, Donald Trump. And we love him. Um, so let's get into our, our show and speak about what's going on around the world. This is the RMAC Networks, uh, um, American Freedom Podcast, brought to you by Mike Lindell, My Pillow, and Frank Speech. Good evening, everyone. Welcome on to the podcast. My name is Ari Mack. Today is February 27th, 2022. Oh, wow. It, February is coming to close. Um, we got to get our jobs report soon, which is, I think, tomorrow is our jobs report. Biden will be telling us our jobs report. Last month was terrible, by the way. Um the jobs report of January was terrible. Um, I'm looking forward to the jobs report, by the way. Each month, uh, Biden and, or even the U.S., tells, has to say, the jobs report every month. So I'm looking forward to this job report because it sounds, it sounds bad. And and uh, we'll look forward to that next week's podcast. By the way, next week, um, announcement for next week. Um, we, for those who are finishing Masechta, uh, Talmud Bavli, um, uh, Hagiga, next week, March 6th, 
Um, there is a siyum, which is the finishing of the, of uh, the final, of the siyum, which is, we're not, they're not making the official siyum on that day, but it comes out that they're going to be finishing next, next week, but they're not finishing that day. March 6th. Um, reserve your tickets at Seum at Vorka, V-O-R-K-A dot org. Seum, S-I-Y-U-M at Vorka dot org. Um, very nice Seum, and we look forward to that. It's 66 per- 66% full. Get your tickets now on Sunday next week at 3 p.m. Um... So that's the deal. Um, they're going to be finishing on Tuesday, so that's why they're finishing. They're making a CM on Sunday. So look, looking forward to a great CM. Mazel tov to those who finished Misachtat. Um, to those who finished Misachtat Peya, uh, which is Mishnayis. Um. And I finished it. Um, whoever was Messiah on that, Mazal Tov. You have uh, quite of uh, a few Messiahs to go till the greatest Seum. All right. Um, next. Um. Looking. F- um, for something on the calendar. Oh, um, we can we announce it now? No, we'll we'll wait. Um, we have a few announcements that re- is regarding to the elections. I myself, as Ari Mac, will be running. For a candidate of the Republican Republican Party, I'm going to be running um, for the board committee board, which means helping other candidates. I have to get elected, and then as a elected candidate. In the Republican Committee, um, I um, will help other candidates to get elected and help them and do rallies and do certain things in order for the red wave to happen. So, I'm proud to announce that I'm running for the City of Passaic, Passaic County, um, 10th dist- District uh, Committee Board. With um, Israel, Israel Rabinowitz. I'm proud to announce this. Um, it took time. A lot of paperwork. And. God willing. I'm, a, I'm asking everyone to vote. Um, in the primary. And also. The, God willing. Hopefully we win. Um, and. God willing. I will be in the actual ballot. For November. So. I'm asking everybody for um, their vote 
if you are undecided um, voter, you cannot um, vote for me. Please change your vote. Please change. Um, if you're undecided, you can change different parties, such as Democrat or uh, Republican. You can change to Republican um, for me, if you would like to vote for me. So, that's the deal. Um, that's the major and major announcement. Next, <clears throat> um, what else we had? Oh, um, before we get to our news, we have a lot. We'd like to thank a few people who came over to me um, this past week and said, Ari, you're, you're great, great. You have a great podcast, um, but the one thing is they look forward to is on every Monday, they listen to the podcast, so shout out to them and everyone that listens to the podcast, great. All right, so um, we will have our, uh, we will speak about the New Jersey. New Jersey, um, New Jersey stuff, and let's get to our major, major emails. Now, let's go. All right, let's get to our emails. Here we go. Now, before we get into our emails, we have different parts of our podcast. This is, this part is called the emails. The one before was our opening statement, which is usually takes eight to seven, seven to eight minutes long. It depends on whatever I would like to talk about. It's like an intro. Um, I don't want to say what we do, but that's what we do. All right. Let's speak about, um, different, let me find one thing. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in Ukraine. And we're going to cover that in a next um, segment, which is videos. But I want to cover certain things here. All right. The CDC um, drastically alters keys measure the, that influences mask mandates across the U.S., the CDC on and the on Friday, no, not f- yeah, Friday drastically changed a key measure that is used by officials across um, the country determining w- whether or not to require mask wearing. The FDA, the federal agency, now says nearly three quarters of Americans don't need to wear a mask because they live in areas with low or medium community risks from COVID. The dramatic um, switch between because of the CDC switched from only using the COVID-19 cases as a factor and are taking into account other metrics, including hospitalizations, 
this updated approach focuses on directing uh, directing our prevention efforts toward protecting people at high risk severe alignments and preventing hospitals and healthcare systems from being overwhelmed overwhelmed dr w- dr Walensky, the cdc director told reporters on a call Walensky said this the cdc came up with a indicators including new hospitals admission and hospital beds utilized and combat them with the case incident to really create a packet of metrics to be able to understand what's happening at the local at a, at the local level the cdc count all hospitalization regardless of whether the patients were admitted because of covid-19 or tested positive for covid-19 at after being admitted um for the for another reason the previous measure of transmission unchanged since 2020 before Friday counted the a county as having substantial risk of COVID-19 transmission if there were as 50 new cases, COVID-19 cases per 100,000 people in the past seven days. Percentage of positive, of the positive tests was at least eight in the same tr- time frame. Um, high transmission risk. A county had a hundred more new cases per hundred thousand people, or ten percent higher higher positive positive tests in the past seven days. Undershine the over ninety five percent of the country on February twenty fifth was labeled substantial or high risk, even though COVID nineteen cases have plunged in recent weeks in just 77,458 cases were recorded nationwide on February 23rd. After an up- the update, substantial risk column was removed. Now just 37% U.S. counties are deemed at a high risk. You can see this um at truthpress.com, by the way. It's really crazy what's going on, folks. It's crazy. All right. President Trump, big news. We spoke about um, Truth Social last week. Now it's... Now it's fully... um, It's not fully operational, but it's almost... Well, it's certainly an eye-opening. Videos, screenshots have leaked some people who have already been granted access on to Truth Social. Catching everyone's attention is question already posting. It looks like that may be the case. Here's a short rumble video. People are going on to their Rumble and True Social. They create their True Social account. 
It's kind of like, um, let's just say a little like Twitter, but it's truth. It's called truth. Folks, it's amazing. Well, I think it's the things about are about very get about to get very interesting. My friends, here are some more screenshots from True Social. Just questioning peace, um, minding his peace. Devin Nunez said, Who is Q? We are the we are the news now. Who is the just accused Pete his peace? Um Donald Trump posted on his truth he posted Russia 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 is fake attacks continue and he said on Truth Social this folks it's it's amazing what's going on on Truth Social but some people are being on a wait list the reason why they are being on a wait list it's it's not the fake the fake news is saying well not being allowed on the, their new um, platform because they want to set up groups and allow them in that's what they're doing Be, you know how I know this because I listened to our good friend Brian Craig if you listen to Brian Craig up from sunny South Florida um, his he has a podcast if you listen to his podcast then you can um, listen, hear this. Well, also, Donald Trump had his greatest praise to um, hmm, at Mar-a-Lago. He spoke this weekend at CPAC and also Mar-a-Lago. Here's Donald Trump. He said the following. It's right, folks. What happened to Afghanistan and everything is crazy. Canadian citizens appears to be engaging in a classic bank run. What does that mean? Folks, Canadians are unfair. We recently reported that many Canadians' major banks were offline or suffering mysterious outages. As report increased to civil unrest continued to come out of Canada, we are beginning to see a classic, the classic signs of national government collapse. According to latest report, uh, Canadian citizens appear to be pulling out their funds from um, custody, a custodial control of the bank's record numbers. Says sources claim this is direct response to Trudeau's emergency measures. 
And it is, it isn't very difficult to see why. It's crazy, folks. It's really ridiculous. What the hell is happening to Canadian banks right now? It's crazy. Bitcoin and different places. It's ridiculous. Is money, is our, is their country still free? No. It's not. It's really, it's really, it's really, really crazy. Our good friends at Isle One. Um... Has a website now. You can go to I want coat. Um, let's see. I want Passaic. See, I want kosher.com. I want kosher.com. And you can see their website shop now or shop. I want kosher.com. Shop. I want kosher. They have an app, by the way. Um, and you can do next day pick next pickup or they do delivery. So it makes it convenient for you and their amazing wine gallery is coming soon. By the way, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing. All right, let's get on to the next place. All right. Um, Putin gives the green light for war. And Biden, Biden says, we must give, we must not allow Putin to invade Ukraine. How lame is this? It's really lame. Folks, it's stupid. And it was really stupid what Biden was saying this week. It was, it's not fun. It's not fun. Truth Social, by the way, has gone from being last to the first. It's amazing what they do at Truth Social, by the way. All right, let's go to next thing. Meanwhile, in the U.S., convoys are beginning from California to D.C. It couldn't happen to me to more deserving group of people. Washington establishment rich off labor taxpayers coolest in their belief that more government is the answer is starring down a convoy that one organizer is liking. A giant BOA constructor, if expected, the American version of the trucker protest, could snake its way, the beltway, and stop the highway traffic altogether. How crazy is this? They're trying to stop the freedom truckers in the U.S. 
It's crazy, folks. They say these people are simply evil. They're terrorists. And the... Whether um, they're saying... His first... Biden is supposed to speak tomorrow. Not tomorrow. On Tuesday. At his first union address of the year. Um, indicating, as of now, reports indicate the convoy could arrive in D.C. by the end of February, if that's the case. Hundreds of truckers could potentially snag traffic attempting to enter and leave the D.C. area. Folks, it's really crazy. They're saying it's like, January 6th. It's going to be like January 6th. It's ridiculous. They're going to be calling them like January 6th? No, please. Give me a break. Kyle Rittenhouse is in the news, folks. Kyle Rittenhouse is a legend. He is fighting like hell. Um, And listen to this. Um, he is suing Whoopi Goldberg and, um, a few other people, like LeBron James, Cenec, for, and, I forgot who else. But he's suing these people for misinformation. It's crazy. Amazing. All right. It's crazy. And it's amazing how a boy, a man really, can do it. So the convoy, Let's Freedom Roll convoy deported Wednesday morning from California. Did it get through? Well, it did, folks. The blue-collar boys historically always been the first to jump to defend our freedom. Steel, um, Paralaga mother and wife had no previous experience with truckers, explained whatever war been throughout history. It's always blue-collar boys that are in first in sacrifice Yep, the blue collars. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, where the, or I wonder where these people are right now. The convoy is. This convoy is amazing. They're expecting it to end on Tuesday. And yeah. All right.
Let's speak about DeSantis. Liberate your employees. DeSantis has a message for the Florida employers. Here's a video. I'm gone. Where's our video? But I'll always say to them, well, when are, when are they going to liberate you from the mask? And they're all like, we don't know, but they're all waiting for it. So any of these big companies that are running these, these hotels or resorts, liberate your employees from forced masking requirements. It's amazing. Liberate your freedom. Next, insurance companies. A German insurer warns more um, vaccine side effects than previously known. Um, It's crazy what we're seeing. I'm not going to read what this says, but you can go to truthpress.com and read it yourself. And by the way, you can um, subscribe to these um, emails like Conservative Fighters, Team Tucker, Truth Facts. It's amazing. All that. All right, let's speak about what's going on. We're going to speak about what's going on in Ukraine. But first, our videos. Here we go. Investigation into the Trump organization. All right, so the never-ending witch hunt of the 45th president of the United States continues. A Manhattan judge ruling yesterday that Donald Trump, Ivanka, and Donald Trump Jr. must all testify in New York Attorney General Letitia James' investigation into the Trump Organization. Now, they're required to comply within 21 days of the court order, and of course, New York AG Letitia James. We're not sure anything. We don't have any updates about that, by the way. We spoke about it last week. I'm not sure anything about it, but um, we'll investigate more about it. Meanwhile... In Queen Elizabeth has tested positive for COVID-19, according to Buckingham Palace. The palace says the Queen is experiencing mild cold-like symptoms, but expects to continue light duties at Windsor over the coming week. Prince Charles contracted the virus early this month for the second time. Her Majesty has reportedly been in contact with the Prince. The Victorian Premier's office is under investigation over damaging claims staff bullied a Labor MP so badly it pushed her to the brink of a nervous breakdown. WorkSafe has announced it will determine whether charges should be laid under the Health and Safety Act. Rebel government MP Kashalia Vigala controversially voted against her own party, the Labor Party, 10 days ago. 
Then a couple of days later, she dropped bombshell allegations about being bullied by staff in Premier Daniel Andrews' office, that it took her to the brink of a nervous breakdown, that she was threatened, intimidated and harassed in factional disputes and that her complaints weren't properly investigated. Ms Figella also accused her leader, Premier Daniel Andrews, of being spiteful, vengeful and a misogynist and that she's scared of him. Today, WorkSafe confirmed it has launched an investigation into a complaint of a breach of the Occupational Health and Safety Act. The complaint was made by the state opposition. These very serious allegations uh, of workplace bullying involving uh, allegations against the Premier and members of his office. The Premier and his office are now formally under investigation. Daniel Andrews has previously dismissed her complaints about him as fantasy, adding that a staff member on his team was sacked as a result of her claims about his department. It's not yet clear who WorkSafe investigators will interview, whether the Premier is on their list, but legislation states they must come to a decision about whether they will prosecute within three months. It's crazy what goes on. All right, let's speak about Biden. <coughs> um, I'm not sure why these people voted for this guy. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Why do people vote for him? Um, listen to this. Two days ago, Russia invaded Ukraine. He underestimated Putin. He's biting his nails and he's like, crap. Oh, he's like, crap. Check and Putin is like, forget it. This guy's ridiculous. Well, folks, it's so. It is. All right. Next. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. Russia, <laughs> it's so funny. Let's play that again. Can we play that again? Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm <laughs> Of course, everything just has changed, Biden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, let's speak about Joe Rogan for a sec. Joe Rogan. Watch yoga videos. Um, had a uh, freedom convoy thing, and he. I like this video. He hasn't posted a video for a while, by the way. 
last uh, who knows what um, on his channel. You know, he has two channels, by the way. Problem, right? The real problem is that once you give governments power, they don't give it back. They don't want to give it back. You just, what's fascinating to me is what. But it's really ridiculous how they just. It's really ridiculous. All right. Not. DeSantis has to. Is talking about manufacturing. There's huge demand for used cars. There's actually people. Manufacturing is a massive problem in the United States of America. Listen to this. And if you see how the, probably the best way people have seen how the semiconductor has affected uh, their their, uh, everyday lives is what's happened if you want to buy a car or a used car even. DeSantis is right. We need manufacturing in the United States of America. And... Look at our cars, look at our gas, look at our oil, look at everything. Farmers. And that's why people should run for government. Government right now is insane. 2022, folks, it's insane. People need, like, these truckers, they're sending a massive message to the government. That these, this does not work for us. When I was speaking to the head of this, um, this, um, the state County Republican group, they were telling me all sorts of stuff that they hate from Biden. And I was like, correct, it's crazy right now. All right. I didn't watch the uh, Beijing Olympics, but I had to um, play one thing from Beijing Olympics. It, of course, it's over. Listen to this. Ladies and gentlemen, your Beijing Olympics is finally over. We can finally go back to normal. Your Beijing Olympics has been brought to you by Woke, Woke, Woke. And we can say goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Um, the U.S. has never won a, limp- a medal this year. Unfortunately, um, we, um, w- we, we gave it to the Chinese government, and we, and we love it. We love it. Thank you for, um, thank you for tuning in to the NBC, um, Olympics, brought to you by Woke, 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 Woke. It sounds like the Super Bowl, but it's not. All right. Meanwhile, let's go back to our normal reporting. All right. Meanwhile, um, Kerry Lake talks about here in the United States. President Biden's policies are making matters worse, and there is a very real and dangerous risk now for law enforcement along the border who may be targeted by the cartels as they become bolder. Joining us now for more reaction to the crisis at our border, our southern border, is gubernatorial candidate in Arizona, Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Just first, your thoughts on, you know, this administration not necessarily concentrating on this border, but yet the one 
between Ukraine and Russia? It's really appalling. I, I look at that report that you guys just showed, and I'm just astounded that Joe Biden would jump into that mess when we have an absolute uh, horror show on our border. We've got the narco-terrorists in charge down there. We're losing our border altogether, and we've got fentanyl pouring in from China through Mexico into our neighborhoods and into our country, and he is asleep at the wheel and doesn't seem to care about the American people. He seems to care more about what's happening in Ukraine than right here in the United States of America. It's appalling. Yeah, let me ask you about if you were elected governor, of course, you're still going to have President Biden, barring the unforeseen, as president, so a Democratic president. Um, What kind of power would you be able to um, utilize along the border to try to close it down since it's obvious that the federal government right now is not closing down the border. Oh, we have a lot of power, and it's right there in the U.S. Constitution. The Guarantee Clause requires that the federal government protect us from invasion, Article 4, Section 4. They failed at that. There's a dereliction of duty by Joe Biden. And in Article 1, Section 10, we have the ability to protect our own citizens. It's basically a state's war powers. We take the the National Guard, the Arizona Guard, and we will instruct them to protect us at the border. We're going to declare an invasion, and we're going to start immediately working to uh, secure our border, finish President Trump's wall, and we're going to start arresting people and sending them back. My plan calls for blowing up these drug tunnels, just like the Israelis do with the Hamas tunnels, and I don't care if there's traffickers in them. These traffickers are trafficking, really, when you think about fentanyl, it's a weapon of mass destruction. They could kill and poison millions of people with what they're sending across. We're going to start shooting down the drones coming over the border. These are narco-terrorist-controlled drones that are dropping drugs and doing surveillance. We just need to start going after them and doing something. Kara Lake is amazing. All right, let's go to Tucker Carlson. Picking sides at the wrong time. It's not, in my judgment, going to end. Dick Morris. Uh, Dick, one of the other things not mentioned today is the SWIFT banking system that I know that you thought would be a good idea to do. Yeah, absolutely. Before we go further, I'd like to present a piece of evidence here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is from Bob Sellers. Well, uh, John, one of the producers on Eric Boland's show uh, got this. this. Go ahead. This is a uh, remnant of the Berlin Wall, mm-hmm. you know, a chip mm-hmm. that was taken out of it. And it's important today because this wall is being rebuilt as we speak. Uh, the uh, Russian offensive, Putin's engagement, which is creeping but absolutely uh, underway, is not, in my judgment, going to end until this is rebuilt. Uh, I don't think he's going to stop until he reaches the Brandenburg Gate, uh, which is where what used to be East Germany and is the line for the Soviet Empire. Um, so I you think, take this very uh, seriously. That, that the people who make the argument, though, what do we care about Ukraine? It's a long way. They're the same, they're the same people who said, what do we care about Slovakia and Poland? And then we ended up with the Holocaust in World War II. Uh, Putin is doing this simply as step by step by step. And this is de facto a world war. Uh, he's not going to use nuclear weapons, and we're not. But de facto, it says, I'm going to expand Russia to a point where we completely reoccupy the old Soviet Union. 
and the work of President Ronald Reagan is totally trampled under those tank treads. Uh, the freeing of 50 million people in Ukraine is being undone, another 150 million behind it. After this, he's going to go in the Baltic countries, he's going to go into Poland, going to go into Hungary, into the Czech Republic, Romania, Bulgaria. You think it's uh, that serious in that Oh, far. absolutely. And to, to let people know, on one side of this uh, piece of wall, it's got, uh, there was graffiti, there was painting yeah. on one side. The other side, uh, nothing. That's the eastern side. Well, because it's a different it. world on, you, on it, it, yeah, and nobody you, was allowed you know, near. You've, you've cleaned it. There probably was at one point blood on that side of the wall. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I just wanted, you're a really good person to, to explain the difference between yeah. communism and, and, and Putin and the West. Yes. Well, I think that the, the Russia has always been expansionist before it was communist, and it now is both, really, expansionist and uh, communist, post-communist. And uh, there are those who are minimizing this, who are saying, this is an incursion, not an invasion. Even the phrase breakaway, it's not breakaway, it's takeaway. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It's like, a, in football, it's not a fumble, it's a takeaway. Uh, these provinces were taken from the Ukraine in, 19, in, t in t uh, 2014, under the cover of a revolution, or a Russian-fermented revolution. Those were all Russian soldiers in other uniforms, pretending to be separatists. Right. In fact, they were Moscow troops. That's how they got and Crimea. That's how they got Crimea, right. and it's how they're going to get uh, the rest of Ukraine if we let them. And when Biden says, I'm going to impose these sanctions and not these sanctions, come on, uh, you got to sanction everything. Uh, and in the SWIFT banking system, which says we cut you off entirely from any international transaction. Why do you think... It's... It's an invasion. It's an invasion. Our reaction so far, rather mild sanctions. A lot of that was all talk. But uh, look, I hope it all works out over there. Take a look at what's going on so far. I don't believe this would be happening under President Trump. I, I don't. Recent history suggests it would not. And also, just the personal diplomacy between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin, I'm not surprised it's happening under Joe Biden. But under Trump, no way. Take a look. I mean, I'm sorry. This is significant stuff. This is domination. And you know, some people say, oh, this is superficial. It's not. It actually means something. Have you noticed? Ever since Biden got there, the whole world is reacting to Putin. What about the other way around? Joe likes to go around saying this. I don't believe him, but it's a good talking point, or at least he thinks so. I said, America's back. And the response was, for how long? So they say, we see America's back, but for how long? I just got back from Europe meeting with heads of state. One said to me, I said, America's back. And he said, for how long? When I went over, I said, with those seven leaders, I said, we're back. And the response was, for how long? 
This is just a talking point. He made it up. Um, but as far as for how long America is back, I think we truly left the world stage or left it more vulnerable when he lost Afghanistan. We all saw it. All right. When that happened, we lost status. We lost prestige. We lost strength. Joe lost a lot of political support at home. We are weaker because of Afghanistan. And a lot of very smart people believe what's happening in Ukraine now is because of Joe's weak leadership, both abroad and at home. And there is a track record for this, by the way. You'll notice that Putin invaded under Obama, Ukraine, in 2014. Let's go back a little bit further. In 2008, Putin moved into the Republic of Georgia under George W. Bush, who was at about 32 percent in the polls. And here we are in 2022. Once again, Putin is making a move. You notice we didn't show you Trump in any of that because Putin stayed within his borders. And I have to give it to Donald Trump himself. Nobody can sell it like he can. He's right when he said this. I was proud to be the first president in decades who did not get the United States into any new wars. I took us out of endless and ridiculous wars. Remember when I was running, they were all screaming, he'll start a war. He's that kind of a guy. No, I'm the one that got him not to fight because they didn't want to mess with us. Totally rebuilt the military. Nobody wanted to mess. It's true. It sounds simple, but it's true. You know, Donald Trump and other recent leaders were not afraid at least to appear in public with uh, with Vladimir Putin, being in an environment where they may take questions where Putin could possibly play a game and try to turn it on the president, Joe Biden wouldn't even allow that to happen. When he had an availability after the big summit in Switzerland, it was by him and him alone. He was afraid to appear on stage with Vladimir Putin. All right. Now, I'm very curious, and I don't think we can find out the answer anytime soon as to Joe's handling of the crisis right now because he is compromised because of Hunter, because of himself. Shall we take a quick look at the numbers? He's received money the Bidens have from both uh, Ukraine, three and a half million dollars, and Russia, three and a half million dollars. Remember the mayor of uh, Moscow's, the wife? This is all in the Senate report, funneled huge amounts of money to the Bidens. How is that impacting on how Joe handles this? I don't know, but it is impacting him. I want to play you this. Yesterday, I met meet with the general prosecutor, Shoto. Yeah. Despite of the fact that we don't have any corruption charges, we don't have any information about the, he doing something wrong, I especially asked him, no, it was the day before yesterday, I especially asked him to resign. Great. And this is my second step for keeping my promises. I agree. You hear the relief in Joe's voice that they're going to fire the prosecutor who's looking into Burisma? The relief? Wow. And the president recorded the phone call. Goes on, I granted you your second favor. What's up with that? Here's Joe with that Ukraine president back then, uh, former Ukrainian president. Everything's fine, right? Now, everything's not fine. Joe is compromised. I don't know exactly what that means in terms of his actions, but he's compromised. And he's Grab a spa day. Grab a massage. Grab a... 
So Russia's Vladimir Putin is smiling today. He will get away with an invasion of Ukraine, and in the end, he will profit from it. The land grab is actually the bonus here. I believe after looking at all of his calculated moves over the past few months and even the past few years, it is the money that he is really after, oil and gas money, and Putin will make lots of it. So as punishment for Russia's advances into Ukraine today, Germany announced it is pausing the approval of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. It's about time. That's being built to bring Russian natural gas to Germany. It needed to be canceled months ago to have any effect. I don't think Putin cares about it now. Here is how Vladimir Putin thinks. He will take Ukraine, control the gas that flows from Russia through Ukraine, gas once subjected to Ukrainian taxes. Now Putin, once he takes that country over, will have all that money too. Joe Biden gave Putin the green light when he failed to act in any strong manner in the months leading up to today. And if Putin wants validation that Biden is weak, just look at Biden's dismal performance today on the world stage. So let's begin to, uh, so I'm going to begin to impose sanctions in response far beyond the steps we and our allies and partners implemented in 2014. And if Russia goes further with this invasion, we stand prepared to go further as with sanctions. With sanctions, he says. No threat of military action. Not that any of us want that. We don't. But the way to deal with Putin is you let him think that you are just crazy enough, bold enough to bomb Moscow if that's what it takes. See, that's the Trump model. Reagan model, too. It's why Putin tried to take Georgia under Bush. He took Crimea under Obama. And he behaved like a scared Catholic schoolboy under President Trump. He didn't even give a dirty look during the Trump years. See, Biden's ineptitude is what is so frightening to me now, but not to Putin, though. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors? He is so focused on that teleprompter. That doesn't inspire confidence, and it certainly doesn't inspire fear in our enemies. So now we are being asked to trust an administration that made up a Russian collusion hoax about President Trump. Everybody in this administration was part of that. A leader, by the way, President Trump was, who, as I said, kept Putin and Russia in check. The same team Biden now created the impeachment hoax about a phone call President Trump made with the president of Ukraine. Another scandal concocted off of lies. And they want us now to trust Team Biden? Not a chance. Their entire history has been built on lies. May I remind you what President Trump predicted in 2018, that Russia would soon be in total control. So we're protecting Germany, we're protecting France, we're protecting all of these countries. And then numerous of the countries go out and make a pipeline deal with Russia where they're paying billions of dollars into the coffers of Russia. So we're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia. And I think that's very inappropriate. I think it's very inappropriate too, Mr. President. See, President Trump warned Germany and France and the other NATO allies that Russia would own them if this pipeline deal went through. 
And look at the result now. Russia gets aggressive after Trump left office. So what did President Trump do to send Russia a clear message, do not advance on the world? Made a list for you. Here's what President Trump did. He bombed Syria, Russia's main oil and gas client. He forced our NATO allies to increase their spending to beef up NATO forces. He armed Ukraine. He ended the Iran nuclear deal, a crushing blow to Russia's evil ally. President Trump expanded our own nuclear arsenal, something Joe Biden is now dismantling. That's right, he's taking it apart. President Trump closed the Russian consulate in San Francisco when Russia even looked like it was getting out of line. President Trump not only kept sanctions on Russia, but he added new ones too. And maybe the most crushing blow, President Trump made America energy independent. All of that is why what is happening in Ukraine now never happened under President Trump. And after all of that, remember what Joe Biden declared before this election. This, what you're about to see, is a total farce, a joke. This time I'm the object of their attention. Because Putin knows if I am President of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying... It's right. It's right, folks. Excuse me. <coughs> um, let's go to the next. And good evening to you. I'm Rob Schmidt here in New York and breaking news. To- I want to bring in Jonathan Gilliam right now, who's a former FBI. ago, your president declared the war on Ukraine. So now I would like to ask the ambassador of the Russian Federation to say on the record that at this very moment, your troops do not shell and bomb Ukrainian cities, that your troops do not move in the territory of Ukraine. All right, we're going to go now to Rick Grinnell. Uh, for- Mr. Vice President, great to see you. Great to see you too, Sean. Okay, so you're in my neighborhood. <laughs> you're doing a fundraiser for uh, New York gubernatorial. All right. <clears throat> well, it's a tale of two pipelines. Our next guest is slamming President Biden for canceling. A state of emergency has been declared in Ukraine. Reservists as old as 60 are being called up. CBS News international correspondent Charlie Dagada is in the capital of Kiev. It's not a fair fight. The Ukrainian military is far outgunned, far outnumbered in terms of the sheer firepower that Russia has. The first thing that's going to happen, and we've already seen hints of it here, is there's going to be a cyber attack. So they cripple communications, including going after the Ministry of Defense. So that's the first thing that's going to happen. The lights will go out. The electricity will go out. People won't be able to communicate. It's obviously going to make it difficult for anybody trying to defend this territory. This mom is leaving Kiev with her toddler for a city near the Polish border. It's time for me to leave Kiev. She posted a video diary pointing out this sign that says the parking lot is also an emergency bomb shelter. You can come and hide here. Newspaper headlines are calling Vladimir Putin Mad Vlad and Twisted Putin. 
He marked Russia's Veterans Day in Moscow's Red Square. But the tense showdown is doing nothing to bridge the great political divide here in the USA. Former President Trump created a firestorm by calling the Russian dictator a genius. This is genius. Putin declares a big portion of the Ukraine. Putin declares it as independent. I said, how smart is that? Here's a guy who's very savvy. Trump's former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, is also taking heat for making this remark about Putin. I consider him a uh, elegantly sophisticated counterpart. He's talking about a man now who has threatened nuclear extinction uh, on on. All I I can say is is that the fake fake news just just doesn't doesn't get it. They don't. And you know how much the fake news loves Black Lives Matter as an organization, as a movement. They embrace it. Um, So they're not really at all disturbed that Minion Moore, some woman named Minion Moore, now has a pretty serious job vetting uh, Supreme Court candidates and promoting Supreme Court candidates for the Biden administration. Take a look. There's an old hand in politics, been around since the Clinton administration, but I think most fascinatingly, she is a board member of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. You know about the problems with this, right? I mean, everybody is distancing themselves from Black Lives Matter. Oh, yes, and she's into all this stuff as well. Um, Black Lives Matter has been ensnared in controversy because the leadership... Well, they spent a lot of money on houses all over the place, and it's a total disgrace. Everybody knows it. Even Amazon. Amazon is as woke as they come. They have distanced themselves from uh, Black Lives Matter. They were giving them tens of millions of dollars, but they're not anymore because the charity just wasn't checking out. So Amazon is saying goodbye, Black Lives Matter. The Biden administration says hello to a senior member of its board. That's not right. And this person who supports Black Lives Matter, which is a socialist organization, which is anti-family, is now going to weigh in on our next Supreme Court justice. That's wrong. All right. Also this. So there's Pete Buttigieg, Edge, fake news favorite, Secretary of Transportation, even though he doesn't know much about transportation. Uh, this guy. Oof. All right. More on why they like him in a moment. But. This is in the Daily Mail. Take a look. Is this trouble? Exclusive. Pete Buttigieg accepted $250,000 in gifts from mayoral campaign donors who were later awarded $33 million in city contract. By the way, Brian Craig was speaking about this earlier on his podcast. So it's really funny how I get everything in my podcast about that. All right, next. Young leaders, and uh, you have an age like Scott and I have. Then, But can I ask you, Madison, what are you seeing as well? As you do also travel across the country, you meet with such a diverse... This is by uh, CPAC. Of, of, ...of patriots. What's their message? What are they asking you? What are they worried about? Well, I'll tell you, I believe people in my generation, especially ones who lean conservative, one... I believe until really this last election cycle, they kind of felt like they were alone, that there were no, no real conservatives out there. But since we went through the pandemic, people have really started realizing, oh, there's a lot more of us than the mainstream media would have us believe. And the thing I have found from young patriots across this country is that they're tired of being categorized in the Republican Party as being the party of no, as being the party that just is against things but doesn't actually have any ideas of how to successfully fix things. And you're starting to see people in the conservative movement now coming out with 
policy objective saying, hey, the ideology of, of this wokeism, the ideology of, of trying to sell America out to the highest bidder across the, across the sea is no longer going to work. I mean, people in my generation, they want to be able to work and to prosper in peace. I mean, they, they want to be able to raise a family. They don't want to have to be an eternal renter because of insane student loan debt. Vladimir Putin is a... All right, this is what Murphy says. Thug. He runs a kleptocracy. This is a bad, bad, bad dude who has no right whatsoever deciding about somebody else's borders. And anybody who is laudatory toward him, who's an American, should be ashamed of themselves. And that includes former President Donald Trump and former Secretary... That's stupid. Politics, politics, politics. All right, next. Encouraging announcement. Stephanie? It's good to hear, Yuki. Next week will mark two years since the first COVID case was confirmed in New Jersey. Today, the governor said this long and difficult journey is about to end. We're pretty much getting back to where we want to be, which is normal. After two years battling COVID-19 and 250 briefings later, Governor Murphy says they'll be ending along with this public health crisis. We've got this thing on the run. There's just no question about it. COVID hit New Jersey early and hard. The state has one of the highest death rates in the country and now almost 1.9 million cases. But for the past month, cases, hospitalizations and deaths are dropping significantly. We are just 11 days from the lifting of the indoor masking mandate in our schools, we see the rates of in-school transmission now down to where they were pre-Omicron. New Jersey schools can be maskless starting March 7th. Nothing will or can prevent any student, educator, or staff member from continuing to wear a mask indoors if they so choose, and to do so without fear of being bullied or otherwise singled out. It's crazy. All right, next. Today we have the one and only Mike Crispy. So, Mike, thank you for joining us. Hey, Mike Crispy was at the um, CPAC. We'll speak about CPAC in a few minutes. All right, next. CNN sent their um, people by the um, by the Ukraine. Listen to this. Pushing the Russians back. Which is essentially across the Dnieper River that splits Ukraine from the Russians. Uh, joining us now live from Kiev, CNN's Matthew Chance. And Matthew, you and your team exclusively witnessed a, a, a confrontation today at an airfield outside Kiev. Tell, tell us what happened and, and what it tells you about Ukraine's chances of keeping control of its own capital. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a, it was a. Don't ever send your people to a war if you're part of the press. And Richard, this whole uh, proposal by Zelensky for talks has been really shot. This morning, the Chernobyl nuclear site in Ukraine is now under the control of Russian troops. The Im- for more on the European reaction, let's bring in CBS News foreign correspondent Ian Lee in London. Good to see you, Ian. Following a G7 meeting today, President... It's crazy what they do. It's ridiculous. All right, next. CNN can report, this is from our Jake Tapper, that President Biden will nominate D.C. Appeals Court Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson to fill the vacancy on the U.S. Supreme Court, the seat. 
The AP is reporting that President Biden has decided on his pick for the Supreme Court, naming federal appeals court judge Kentonji Brown Jackson, making her the first. Kentonji Brown Jackson. She has connections with Paul Ryan. Now, who's Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan was the former um, secretary, not secretary, um, House representative during the Trump administration. Boy, oh boy, yes. Um, this is um, crazy, folks. It's crazy. Um, I found out from Brian Craig that, um, and he's also going to go live soon about the Ukrainian situation. All right, next. Democrats that we will no longer, we will never allow them no longer to radically transform America in their far left woke image. And as President Trump said, this is just the start. The MAGA movement is alive and well. We will show the Democrats firsthand that elections have consequences. When we- It's amazing. All right, next. Um, the On the fight to stop the spread of coronavirus today, Mayor Eric Adams was asked about plans to relax vaccines. And he did. All right, next. Watch drumming tutorials without Wi-Fi. your towns let's lock up your state and i can't think of any democrat governor that did a good job they were all in lockstep let's lock up your cities let's lock up your towns let's lock up your state and let's uh, harm your children let's take their social lives away at a very young age we will place tariffs on other countries to lock your car and take they claim as they are the ones defending democracy they say they are the ones that are going to defend your democracy and your justice it's a lot of bullshit that's what it is and if i was the president very simple it wouldn't have happened under bush russia invaded georgia when he said that it sounded like don jr a little it sounded like Don Jr. a little. Listen to that. President. Very simple. Under Bush. Under Bush. It sounded like Don Jr. a little. It's funny. Russia invaded Georgia. Under Obama, Russia took Crimea. Under Biden, Russia invaded Ukraine. I stand as the only president of the politicians. The meanest saves me a lot of problems for the rest of the year or when they vote against me at some point. They'll vote again. He praises and pray for the Ukrainian people. Patriots of CPAC, thank you very much. 
He had a, um, a press. Mr. President, can I jump right in if I may? Good question. Good to see you. Great to see you. Uh, it's very noteworthy that under four years of President Trump, Vladimir Putin made no moves we'll on this. any region, any country, anything he wants so dearly it's to bring true. back into the Soviet Union. Does his move and what's going on in Ukraine right now make it any more interesting for you, any more desires for you to run for president in 2024? I just think it's a shame what's going on. There was no reason for it. It shouldn't have happened. Uh, it would not have happened if our administration were in place. Uh, not even close. He always had a feeling for Ukraine, uh, but it would never have happened. Would have. Uh, what's happening today is so sad. When you watch it, when you see what's going on now, who knows where it's going? I mean, very brave people. These, the way they're fighting, it's an amazing thing. But uh, this would never have happened. Already, thousands of people are dead. This would have never happened. And does it make you want to run for president anymore? I just want to do what's right for the country, and that's what we'll do. We'll do what's right for the country at the right time. We'll let you know. And thank you for that question. I appreciate that question. You know, we also gave a lot of the javelins that you're hearing so much about. We gave those javelins. When President Obama was giving uh, sheets and pillows and, I guess, uh, blankets, that didn't help too much. But we gave javelins, a lot of them, too. And I guess that's uh, helping a lot. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. Yeah, please, go ahead. Good How are you? How are you? Nice to see you. Good. Um, I have a question for you about one of your pals, one of your friends. Um, text messages were recent released from, recently released from the January 6th committee sent by Sean Hannity on January 6th, in it, it appears that he's contradicting what you were trying to tell your staff that day, and at least text messages to one senior staffer. Do you still consider Hannity a, a friend, an ally? Well, I don't know what messages you're talking about, but I think he's a great gentleman, a very talented person, and gets fantastic ratings, and certainly he speaks well of me, he agrees with what I'm saying, so I really but don't know, I haven't seen him. Messages? Oh, I haven't seen him, no, I haven't heard about him or seen him. I think he's fantastic. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, uh, during your whole administration, the slogan, promises made, promises... This is the first press conference, by the way, ever after president. He hasn't done a press conference for a while. So this is the first one. It's resonated. Last year, you promised to roll out a social media platform that all Americans can jump on to secure their voice. Just two weeks ago, you rolled out True Social. Yeah. Would you please comment on the success of this rollout and how significant it is in our culture of communication? Well, I think it's been an incredible success. I mean, you have hundreds of thousands of people trying to get on, and we're doing it very slowly. You know, you open something like that. I had hundreds of millions of people. All of a sudden, we had nobody. We had no voice. And now we're going to have a very strong voice again. We have uh, tremendous, uh, as you see, and we're getting tremendous reviews, too, on the platform itself. Uh, but it's uh, slowly been opened. People are getting on, and they're loving the product, and we're getting a voice. When can we get your first post? Well, we'll be doing it pretty soon. I wanted to hold on a little bit, but people are loving it, as you know. And I love the fact that we got the word truth. It's amazing. All right, next. Something about how the American people feel. They cannot even begin to imagine the brave and righteous spirit they've unleashed in men and women like all of you here today. And this is some crowd. We broke the record again. 
We broke the record again. But they're going to find out the hard way starting on November 8th, and then again even more so on November 2024. They will find out like never before. He's teasing. He's teasing. All right. It's great. All right. Next, let's go to speak more about Ukraine. Tom, it's great to have you on the program again. Um, what's going on in Ukraine is crazy. The President Zelensky is winning. What I mean by that um, is that Putin doesn't realize how crazy the the um, Ukrainian Ukrainian um, army is. So here's Xi Jinping. He's he's next on the list to fight Taiwan. So. Look out for that. Meanwhile, prices in supermarkets might be going up all over the world, including chicken. Uh, chicken is going up because of bird flu in the United States. Meanwhile, next. Reporters, I don't know why they keep on sending reporters. CNN sent out multiple reporters to Ukraine to speak to several people about the Ukrainian border. And I'm like, it's a t- it's a threat. Don't go out. Don't send people. It's ridiculous. Listen to this. Uh, Vladimir. Uh, uh, our forces got the order to shoot to kill. This is Vladimir Zelensky. With the translator. Uh, paratroopers in Hostomil. Yes, we have losses. We we have some prisoners of war. Um, uh, from Russia, our uh, uh, doctors are helping the Russians who surrendered. Uh, we destroyed a lot of uh, 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 planes, uh, uh, warplanes, and uh, some armored vehicles. Some of the Russians, uh, they saying that they're against the war in the so in the, um, uh, social media, but I doubt if the Russian authorities will see that. That's why, yeah, I will ask you, if you hear us, if you understand us, if you understand and realize that you advance. All right, people, let's pray for them. Let's hear what Whoopi Goldberg says about this. Yeah. I just it's so disheartening. My stomach was all like tight mm-hmm. seeing Martha there, knowing that she's in the middle of it. Yeah. And knowing, you know, people in the Soviet Union, the people in Russia. In Russia. Right. They don't want this war. They no. don't want this war. He wants it because he's trying to hold on. Yeah. I think what I also thought about was the fact that estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded and that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking about 5 million people that that are going to be displaced. All right. That's crazy. All right. Next, let's go to... 
our final segment. Meanwhile, FIFA um, bans Russian flag at the anthem in matches other the orders ru- the Russians team to play at play home international neutral ven- at neutral venues. Breaking news that occurred that the um, Kathy Hochul is lifting its statewide mandate. Um, mask mandate requirements in school will be lifted effective on March 2nd. Includes ch- children two years old, older when child care facilities, counties, and cities will still require masks in schools. On uh, parents and guardians may still choose to send children with masks. Russia loses 4,300 troops, one BUK system, 27 planes, four grad GRD AD systems, 26 helicopters, 30 cars, 146 tanks, 60 fuel tanks, 49 artillery pieces, two drones, 706 armored personnel carriers, two ships, portal patrol boats, and this is as of today. Our focus is on praying for Ukraine people. We must um, pray for them as it's continuously um, what's going on in this situation. Um, it's really, really crazy what's going on right now. Folks, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we're in the middle of a war right now. Donald Trump says... Um, that it's crazy what's going on. And he never had a war. He never created a war. Ukraine um, peace talks with Russia is coming soon. It's amazing. Um, that's going to be a um, coming soon, by the way. Let's see what this is about um there got to be peace talks on there needs to be peace we got to have peace um and now now north korea fires ballistic missiles eastward Towards the sea, Vladimir Putin orders nuclear stuff. It's crazy what's going on, folks. It's really crazy. Um, I'm trying to see this deal with the um that uh, Brian Craig is about to go on. I'm trying to see. Where exactly he sees this. Alright, fine. We'll speak about that next week then. Um, folks, thank you for tuning in. Alrighty, folks, thank you for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed. 
And until next week, we will speak to you next time. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and have a great week. And remember to pray for our troops and the Ukrainian people that are going through hard times.